Christmas themed episode. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is Christmas food news. This is from News for Jacks. It's <laughs> Is it news, Jacksonville? Yeah, the news okay. the number four Jacks. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was just guessing, but And yeah. it's only Anyway, this, the headline <laughs> is, Cranberry sauce is the most hated Christmas food in Florida, according to Twitter data. <laughs> and it's only fl- for Florida because it's this local site reporting oh, okay. on, the, on, this, on, this, on these findings. But um, this was based on geotagged Twitter data since December 1st, tracking negative sentiment tweets about Christmas food, uh, including phrases such as, I hate deviled eggs. Cranberry sauce is disgusting. Sweet potatoes are gross. I hate fruitcake, <laughs> etc. In over two hundred and ten thousand tweets, so I really hope I, that's all. That's all the tweets were composed of. It's just like <laughs> I hate fruitcake. Yeah. That's the whole tweet. I mean, I could see it. Yeah, I, mean, I also just love that someone thought this was something that needed to be done. You know, like mm-hmm. we need to. People have gather a lot this of, data. People have a lot of time, I think. It's You're that right. time of year where a lot of people right. are off. And, uh, <laughs> somebody did this. Um, <laughs> the food with the most negative sentiment in each state was then mapped out. If you're wondering, Ohio was sweet potatoes. It was oh. one of four states that thought that was the, or that had that as the most negative food. That surprises me. Um, so the breakdown was as follows. Eggnog was number one in ten states. Mm. Cranberry sauce in eight states, uh, stuffing or dressing in seven states, what? which is illegal because wait, seven states, seven states. That was the number one most disliked item, which is insane because it's literally bread. My mouth is just like stuck open right now. How can it's, people? I mean, I there's different recipes for it, sure. So maybe like. You're maybe there's partial bad, to certain types. Of it, yeah, maybe but, you don't like bad stuffing, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm, stuffing is so good. I don't understand that one. I've never even met anyone ever in my life that didn't like stuffing. Actually, I don't, I don't think I have either. So that, that's just surprising. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Huh. All right. It's interesting. If you don't like stuffing, tell us why, because I want to. Yeah. Know. I I also want to know. I, on, I just want to know. Some like, social media channel. I'm not contact us. I probably. <laughs> I, I like learning about other perspectives, so yeah, I would I'm, like to know I'm that. I'm really curious. Like, if you have, like, celiac disease, I would understand. Oh, okay. Well, that's... that's not... Nobody's tweeting out, like, I hate stuffing because I have celiacs. Like, that's nothing. Um, so <laughs> six states said green bean casserole, which I could see why that might be polarizing. Yeah. I, I personally like a green bean casserole. Uh, five states said fruitcake. I've never actually even had fruitcake, I don't think. It's not great. Yeah. I feel like it kind of is known for not being good. Well, okay. I I have thoughts about fruitcake, which I could say now, or we could come back to this. Same now. Okay. It's interesting because I think that a traditional fruitcake flavor profile is much less sweet than most American desserts are. And I think that that's the reason why people don't like it. Because it just doesn't fit in with, like, American dessert and like what it's supposed to be that's kind of my opinion of why people don't like it yeah 
I will also say that for myself, I have tried it and it's not great, but I can't, can't really put my finger on like why. Uh-huh. Like I think there's probably a way to make a version of a fruitcake that like tastes good, but like I don't know that I've had that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know yeah, if that really added anything to this conversation, well, that, but yeah, the, since you the lack of it. a the lack of sweetness I think is probably I think you're probably right. Um, so number f- or four states disliked ham the most. Oh. Which I, okay. Okay. Uh, four states deviled eggs, which I don't really, it's not the first thing I think of when I think of like traditional holiday food, but yeah, I guess it, I do tend to see it around. I, it, it's kinda, I think of it more for Easter, honestly, because I think when I see it more, but. Yeah. And now know. I'm trying to think like, what do I associate deviled eggs with? Like. I, I feel like they're just kind of like a, <laughs> they're kind of just like a catch all, like any special occasion type of Yeah, that's food. true. Like they're, I feel like they're, for me, they're not associated with like a specific holiday, but at, at any holiday they could show up and it would be acceptable. fine. Yeah, it would be acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's fair. Uh, four states said sweet potatoes, Ohio being one of them. Mm. And two states said potato salad. Which is another thing where I don't really associate okay. that with, like, holiday food. Yeah. Isn't that, like, a summer thing? Yeah, I was going to say, I think of that more for, like, a picnic. Or yeah. Because <laughs> it's usually cold. It's like, that's not what you want right now. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm assuming it means, like, a cold potato set. Like, something you have, it, you right. have like, a barbecue or something, and you have, it's yeah. a side. Like, like it wasn't, that like, type mashed of potatoes or something. That That's different. Yeah. That's delicious hmm. and warm. Maybe people know. eat potato salad with, like, holiday dinners? I guess. Huh. I don't think I've ever had Apparently they that. don't like it. Um, this is fascinating. I yeah. bet there's all sorts of different food traditions just across even like the oh, U.S. Sure. with the holidays, which is, I love learning about that stuff. Yeah, anyway. my, my next story actually breaks some of that down. Oh, cool. It's something adjacent, at least. Um, and other notable holiday foods, such as pumpkin pie, turkey, and jello salad, uh, did not, quote-unquote, win any states. Um, that is to say, nobody said it was their, or no state had it as their number one. Okay, my first story is Santa news. Ho, ho, ho. This is from cbsnews.com. And the headline is, Paragliding Santa Claus rescued after getting caught in power lines in California. (laughs) Wow, there was so much in that headline. (laughs) I don't think he was injured, so I think everyone was okay. That's good. But I'll tell you the story. A paraglider, oh, also I should say an unnamed paraglider, his identity was not revealed in this article. I imagine you don't want your identity getting out when that <laughs> um, A paraglider dressed as Santa Claus was rescued after being caught in power lines in Rio Linda, California on Sunday. The Santa was removed safely from the power lines <laughs> after being trapped for over an hour, oh, according no. to the Sacramento oh, no. Metropolitan Fire District. Neighbors said they heard uh, this pilot buzzing the skies before in this area. Uh, this is a quote from a local resident, resident. We see him flying around all the time. It's like some kind of go-kart with a parachute on top of it. Uh, yeah, he has this, like, I don't know what this is, but it's like a thing. It's like a thing with wheels with a parachute that can, like, fly around like i don't know paraglide around apparently this guy has like done that in this neighborhood before oh, okay and um he was 
trying to like deliver candy to some children or something. I don't, there wasn't a lot of detail, but he was bringing candy somewhere and he was dressed as Santa Claus. He was moving candy from was, one location to a second location. <laughs> yes. And um, he, he was chose this doing as his in this vehicle and he got stuck in a power line. It's just, I don't want to laugh, laugh too hard at the misfortune here. He's but it's fine. Just kinda, he is fine. He's fine. Um, and the fire department had to come out and uh, rescue him. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were in support of, you know, not knowing the details. The fire department and the police department also were in support of whatever he was doing <laughs> because he was delivering candy somewhere. Okay. <laughs> um, but this is a picture of what the like what happened. Like, <laughs> okay, for a second I thought that was the. The guy. Oh, this? I thought he was like. <laughs> no, that's him over there. Okay. That's him in his go kart thing, and he had a big parachute. So there's no p- photos of it flying, I guess. But yeah, this I'm is really after curious how this thing works. Yeah, I'm also curious how this thing works, and I want to know more details of what he was trying to do. But <laughs> we don't have those details right now. We just know that there is a man out there that was trying to just spread some. Holiday cheer. And, um, and he spread it into some power lines. Yes. And he's fine. But he's fine. He's fine. So he's fine. Everyone's fine. We can joke about it because it's fine. And the fire department came and they, they got him out Christmas. and they saved Christmas. <laughs> My next story is Christmas cookie news. This is from yougov.com. All right. I don't know. Uh, and the headline is just the most and least popular Christmas cookies. Okay, okay. So, I mean, straightforward, getting to the point. Uh, the holiday season is often synonymous with seasonal baking and sharing sweets with loved ones. But if you want to stay on friends and family's nice list, there are a few cookie recipes worth breaking out and a few worth hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a new YouGov poll has revealed the best Christmas cookie by asking 1,314 Americans to choose the better of two cookies in a series of head-to-head matchups. Um, so, so a couple issues jump out here. That's a pretty small sample size, and also a head-to-head matchup does not seem like a good way, I don't know necessarily, to rank these. So they just showed people like this or this, this cookie or the, and then yeah. they had to pick one. Okay. And I'm going to get to it later because like some of the bottom ones, I'm wondering if it's because people didn't know what they were. Probably. <laughs> I feel like that kind of format like disproportionately affects those. But anyway. I think you're right. Um, the top cookie to emerge from the trials was boring. It was America's classic, the chocolate chip cookie, which won 78% of its matchups. Chocolate chip cookie. Which is good. But yeah. It's like, I, mean, I, I mean, I love chocolate chip cookies. It's just that's so It's also so, not like, a Christmas cookie. I don't it's think. just so plain, like it's just not exciting yeah, it's, for this context. Yeah, it's it's the deviled egg of cookies. <laughs> bring it to any <laughs> gathering, and it would be fine. The deviled egg of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I want to apply that to more things now. It's like the deviled, <laughs> the deviled egg, egg of wine. Like, yeah, or this is like my know. deviled egg of outfits because I can wear it to any party, and it's fine. Um, <laughs> Uh, so they hold a wide margin over their nearest rivals with the second-placed sugar cookies 14 points behind at 64%. Classic sugar cookie, I think, more of a Christmas yeah. like kind of staple. Mm-hmm. Um, fudge cookies come in third at 63%. I don't, or such as fudge. It might just be fudge, which doesn't seem oh, like it should be in this contest. It's, it's just fudge. It's not yeah. even a cookie. 
um, followed by brownie cookies or brookies, which let's make that not a thing, uh, at 61%. Double chocolate cookies at 61%, which is just a chocolate chip cookie that's also chocolate. Uh, M&M cookies at 61%, and shortbread cookies at 61%. So... The top Those... cookies don't seem very Christmassy to me. No, they're just like classic cookies fudge, that everybody I guess, likes. Fudge you can do all, to- yep. all the time, but I do associate it, I think, more with like the holidays. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Than some of that other stuff. But fudge um, isn't a cookie, so why was that in the bowl? Yeah, because at first I thought it was like some kind of like fudge cookie, but yeah. what would that be? That would uh, Anyway, um, other cookies frequently associated with the holidays trailed by just a couple points, including gingerbread cookies, who okay. have 59%. Um I'm guessing this was just like a which is your preferred cookie, not like which is your favorite holiday cookie thing. Because otherwise, I, f- I feel like these results would be different. I have a lot of issues with the way they conducted this poll, I'm realizing <laughs> as I go through it. Uh, snickerdoodles at 59%. Another right. one which I don't necessarily associate with the holidays, but Same. it has the cinnamon aspect. Yeah, so. yeah. And ginger snaps with 51%, which I only associate with the holidays, <laughs> and I don't actually like, like that much. Um on the naughty list of cookies, the Americans gave the lowest win rates to anise cookies, which only won 29% of its matchups. I've never even heard of an anise cookie. An anise cookie? Like the one that just tastes like licorice, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I, like what? I've never heard of that style. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't, I can't like envision, like I know the flavoring, but I can't envision like what that looks like in my head. Right. Were there pictures with this poll? No. Probably don't know. <laughs> there weren't. There weren't? Or if they gave the poll... May, yeah, I don't know if when they gave the poll if there were pictures or not, but the the article did not have like. Pictures. Oh, but the article didn't have pictures. Didn't have pictures of like every hmm. cookie that they looked at. Suspicious. Um, other low performers include uh, chai sugar cookies, which what? That's that's so like randomly specific. Uh, Pfeffernus. I don't know what that is. P P F E F F E R N U S S E. That must be Pfeffernus. Do you mind if I Google that right now? Yeah, go ahead. I'm curious if okay, that's something I'm we'd like recognize when we saw it. Um, spritz cookies at 32%, which are just, I thought those were just like sugar cookies too. Pfeffernus. Pfeffernus? Oh, yeah. What are they? They're like those white, it's, they're like white powdered sugar on the outside. Like, um, they're like drop cookies, but here, let me just. Okay, so there's, there's like. Powdered sugar, like ball, like yeah, hard. they're kind of I hard. I think. Yeah, th- usually. but they're not. They're not like hard, hard. But they're they're not chewy. They're not chewy, really. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. never knew what those were called. Yeah, I didn't know that's what those were called. Okay. I don't like those very much either. So. Yeah, I don't like those very much. Um, and thirty-four percent for meringue cookies, and I think there were some other ones in the middle, but oh, I'm not going to talk about all of them. Um, uh, so the chocolate chip hmm. was the victor in every region, each part of the country has some distinctions in what cookies they prefer. Uh, the South is especially favorable towards gingerbread and peanut butter cookies. Two separate things, not gingerbread, peanut butter. <laughs> gingerbread, peanut butter. A lot of flavor. <laughs> I don't know if it would be good. Um, the Midwest prefers monster cookies and peanut butter balls. What is a monster so cookie? So monster cookie is apparently just like chocolate chips and M&Ms and oats and like when you just like put a bunch of stuff in a cookie. Okay. I've never heard it called that before, and I've ne- I don't know if you if I've even ever had one. And I consider myself pretty Midwestern. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Same. Okay. Peanut butter ball. I don't really know what that would be. I mean, is, is that, that just like, like a peanut a, butter cookie, but like in a ball, in a ball shape? I guess. I don't know. Or it's like a Buckeye. 
Oh, maybe that's what they're talking about. Yeah. But then they should have called it a Buckeye. Anyway, maybe that's just an Ohio thing, and then other places in Ohio those are called Buckeyes, and in other places they're called peanut butter balls. And everywhere they should be called Buckeyes. Moving on, the West goes for salted (laughs) caramel cookies. That sounds good. I don't know what that is, but okay. And, And butter cookies. Which I don't know what the difference is between is a like butter a, cookie and a sugar cookie. Yeah. Maybe just more butter. More uh, butter? I mean, oh, butter like makes shortbread. everything delicious. So, yeah. Shortbread, shortbread cookies. Shortbread was its own category, though. Oh. Then those rated 61%, like overall. So they. Okay. I don't know if that's what that would be then. And the Northeast is fond of jam filled thumbprint cookies. Yeah. I was wondering if that would show up. Do you, you know had, what that is? Yes. My family makes those. Oh, that's nice. I've made them before, too. I think I can picture in my head what they are. They're like, they're like they're okay. kind of like an oval, right? Yeah, or like a circle or an oval. Yeah, and what you make like a whatever, like you make the dough and you roll it in nuts, and then you like press down with your thumb in the middle, and you put a little bit of like raspberry jam or something in there and bake it. Okay. They're really good. Yeah, I think I've had those before. So yeah, apparently they're very popular in the Northeast, and also Italian Christmas cookies. Okay. Do you know what that is? But like, like specifically, which ones? It yeah. just said it just said Italian Christmas cookies. So. Oh, okay. Okay, my next story is some Christmas food news. This is from Delish.com, of course. And the headline is, Aldi is selling sugar cookie and chocolate mint dessert hummus. Whoa. Whoa. That was so many. That was another headline full of things. (laughs) Do you like hummus? I don't even know. You eat hummus? Yeah. Okay, well. Just usually, like, the traditional style, Like, the normal flavors? Right. Uh... Apparently, Aldi is selling special-themed limited-edition hummus now. Great. And one of them is sugar cookie-flavored. And the second one is... There's two. One of them and the second one (laughs) is um, (laughs) chocolate mint. And um, this article was just about somebody just commenting on the fact that this is a thing now. Is this something people want? want? I, I... I don't know, but I thought I would give you all of the details, and then we could talk about if we would want it. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I think um, I need more information. Basically, these are they are advertised as dessert hummus, and it says on the packaging, "Enjoy with vanilla wafers, pretzels, graham crackers, or by the spoonful." Okay. Actually, that the sugar cookie one says that. The chocolate mint one just says, enjoy with pretzels, graham crackers, or by the spoonful. <laughs> so they, they changed some of the I like they got that last one in there, though, because like, just, they're just like, let's be honest, we know what you're going to do with this. Though. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would like to know what you think about. Would you eat like a sugar cookie flavored hummus spread? I would try it if somebody else bought it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, think I feel I like try. it's the I kind of thing where I wouldn't be willing to commit to a container of it, but I would definitely give it a That's shot. That's fair. I would not eat the chocolate mint one, though, because I don't like mint. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would try it. I, I like chocolate. I like mint chocolate chip ice cream, that kind of thing. So. Oh, maybe you like that one. Yeah. Like pretzels or something. Yeah. Anyway, it's a limited edition thing, so probably right. it won't be there for that long. But yeah, Go buy some and eat it by the spoonful. If you eat this... Mm. If you, you, or a listener eats this, yeah, I, I figured it's kind it was of what I was. That's what I was. You, mean. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, let us know. Let us know how it was. Yeah, I'm curious. Me too. My next story is Christmas tree news. 
This is from WMKY, which I think is a local Kentucky radio station. <laughs> uh, Christmas trees create fish habitats. What? That's that's the headline. <laughs> Uh, All right. So recycle your real Christmas tree after the holiday season by donating it for use by Kentucky's underwater inhabitants. I thought this was interesting. I don't know if I'm sure they do this in other places, too, but this was a specific to the Kentucky story. Okay. Uh, Starting December 26th, the Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources will be accepting natural Christmas trees at more than two dozen drop off locations across the state for its annual Christmas for the Fishes program. Um Fish and wildlife staff build habitat structures out of the Christmas trees and submerge them in public waters. This makes great refuge and feeding habitat for game fishes as well as their prey. So they like. Wow. So from the examples I saw, it looks like they kind of just build like these wooden structures and like strap Christmas trees to them. And I guess it just hmm. gives like a, a good shelter for like wild fish to just be under those. And yeah. so you think about it, there's like a lot of nooks and crannies in a Christmas tree. So. Yeah. I think it's a nice little way to use them. Um, Joseph Zimmerman, Habitat Program Coordinator for the department, said, Every year we use thousands of donated trees to create fish attractors that provide hotspots of fish activity. Depending on the depth and location, these Christmas tree sites attract everything from bluegill to large bass. So there's... Wow. I, I didn't know this was a thing. I've but never heard of that. Yeah, I guess, I mean... Better than the Christmas tree just ending up in the in the dump. Like, <laughs> yeah. Use it for yeah, something... Exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tree. <laughs> it's going to be fine in like the water. It's just a tree. Um, yeah. So they say nearly 4,500 trees are donated to this program each year in, in Kentucky. That's, that seems like quite a few. Uh, mm-hmm. Trees must be free of all lights, tinsel, ornaments, and any other decorations before you donate them. Because that's not Makes good. Sense. That's not good for the fish. Yeah. <laughs> Especially tinsel. Actually, don't use tinsel yeah. generally. It's really bad for the environment. But, yeah. It's basically just yeah, strips of really... plastic bag. Like, oh, yeah. And then it's just like <laughs> ends up in the, yeah. Anyway, that is, I thought that was cool. I, I don't know if other places do this or like, I'm curious what, I, I, like if there's other programs that take like real Christmas trees and use them for something useful like yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about that too because I've never, well, I've never heard about it being used for fish and now I'm thinking like what in Ohio do they use them for? I don't even know. Like, there, is there anywhere that you can donate a live Christmas tree? I have a fake Christmas tree, so I don't even know. Yeah, I haven't had to think about to this. I've only I've only had a fake one since I since I moved out of my parents' house, and I think they only have fake ones now too. So, mm. um, we used to have real. We used to do live ones each year, though. Yeah, I don't know. My family never really did that, but <laughs> the fish thing sounds cool. <laughs> the fish thing sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, that that's awesome. I love hearing about stuff like that. You can like reuse something and. Help the environment. Okay, my next story is holiday cheer news. Okay, this is from, I believe, a local news site, WBTV.com. And the headline is, Cookie Ninjas Caught on Camera Leaving Holiday Treats on Neighbor's Porch. Cookie Ninjas. So, this was actually... This is just a really cute story about, like, these two kids that are, like, going around in their neighborhood and, like, leaving, like, boxes of, like, cookies on just people's doorsteps. That sounds great. (laughs) Yeah. When when can we get some of these cookie ninjas in our neighborhood? Yeah, I know. Get some over here. Um, A brother and sister are secretly spreading holiday cheer in their neighborhood to brighten spirits during the pandemic. 
Imriel and Damon call themselves the Cookie Ninjas. The ninjas get why they can't see their friends in person, so they're baking spirits bright, dropping off okay. dessert. <laughs> that was the article, not me. Yeah, the I dropping see. off desserts, like cookies and fudge, made by their mom, who said this, we figured this way we can still show our friends that we love them and care about them without sharing our germs. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that sentiment. Um, so the kids dress in sunglasses and hats to stay inconspicuous. Classic disguise. <laughs> um, and then this is how they describe what they do. One of us hops out and we ring the doorbell and place the cookies and then we run back to the car as fast as we can. <laughs> So it's basically ding-dong ditch, but with a reward for, <laughs> yes. the, for the victim. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. This article also noted that during the holiday season, there's often an uptick in porch pirating. Um, oh, yeah. And that was that they were saying, like, they want to try to be the opposite of that and be, like, a porch pirate that, like, leaves you stuff instead <laughs> of taking your stuff. That's why they're a ninja and not a pirate. It's the classic, they're a ninja. Classic yeah. pirates versus ninjas. Classic. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just, that's totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and they're going to keep doing it uh, before Christmas, hopefully, uh, maybe even after that. So, Just keep, keep doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just keep. I don't know. I just think it's a nice, nice yeah, idea. Yeah, it's such a nice gesture. I like it. Um, yeah, and like part of the reason that the, the whole ninja thing is like in the news story, <laughs> they showed this video of like someone's like, what are those, like those ring camera thing, like the mm-hmm. doorbell cameras where you can see somebody come up to your house and they like showed it in the news, but like they had somebody reporting on it, like kind of in like a serious voice, but it was like funny. Like they yeah. were like, these people were caught on camera, <laughs> the cookie ninjas. And it was like these two kids in sunglasses, like leaving a box of cookies. It was, it was fun. Oh, good for It was them. heartwarming. Yeah. Okay. So instead of breaking news today, uh, Anthony and I are going to just keep going with a couple of special holiday themed stories that we found. Yeah. And what I brought is the most streamed Christmas songs of 2020. So apparently Spotify comprised the list of the most streamed holiday songs of all. Well, this article is misleading. It's like, this says it's a list of the most streamed holiday songs of all time. But then it also says, Check out the top 10 list below based on streams from January 1st to December 1st, 2020. But also it's like the whole year? They counted the whole year into this list? I don't know. Um, hmm. I'm slightly confused about how they got this data, but the list itself makes complete sense. <laughs> okay. So I'm just Can I guess go what the f- number one is? Yes, and you're going to get it right. It's Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Absolutely is. I okay. S- I love that song. I know it's like, I know it's, it's overplayed, overplayed, but I still... Legitimately love that song. Um, number two, do you want to? I don't know. If I'll try to guess guessing. again. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, it gets it gets more difficult after the number one. Yeah. Um, is it a Michael Bublé song? No, but he's on here. Is it Justin Bieber? No, but I think he's also on here. Okay, I give up. I don't know. Okay, so number <laughs> number two is "Last Christmas" by oh. Wham, which I don't really like that song that much. <laughs> no. Um. Number three was kind of surprising. It's Ariana Grande's Santa Tell Me. Oh. Which I know is like a popular modern Christmas song, but I didn't realize it was that popular. Yeah. So I don't even know if I know that one. Like, I think I've heard it, but I don't, I can't like think of how it goes. Yeah. It's, it's definitely no, uh, all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> um, number four is Michael Buble. 
it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Okay. Um, obviously, he is not the original singer of that song. <laughs> but, uh, right. But he does a good job. But he does a good job. His he Christmas had, album is pretty good. He has a great voice for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, number five is Brenda Lee, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Right, right. Which I think she was the original recording artist for that song. Um, Bobby Helms, Jingle Bell Rock. Another classic. Mm-hmm. I think, again, also an original, the original recording artist. Andy Williams, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Classic. All these three are like kind of like, duh, they're on here. I feel like grocery stores streaming them alone could make them on this list. Um, number eight, Justin Bieber, as you predicted. Mistletoe. Yep. Um, which I think I've heard before. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty new song yeah. I think. oh wait no it's not no 2011 it says okay it's not, new. So. it's not new at all. it's relatively new <laughs> compared to some of the songs on this list at least i guess it's fair um number nine kelly clarkson underneath the tree oh which I've i don't know that not one. sure i've ever heard and number 10 another classic dean martin let it snow let it snow let it snow hmm which they said was ironically written during a heat wave in california <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe not, uh, maybe not ironically, maybe they just wanted it to snow because that would mean it wasn't yeah. a heat wave. But yeah, so those are the top 10 most streamed so- uh, Christmas songs of 2020. All right. Um, I don't think there were any surprises. There weren't. Ri- yeah, even though Except I don't maybe know the Kelly the Clarkson art- song. Yeah, the Kelly Clarkson song surprised me a little bit because yeah. I, know I don't the, know. Yeah, and like the Ariana song isn't commonly known but it is like i'm not surprised she has like streaming success right like just by virtue of being herself yeah so yeah what's your favorite christmas song i think winter wonderland is my favorite christmas song okay that's a that's a good one Mm -hmm. that's just like it's a good classic one yeah yeah and it's i don't know it's like one of those songs like never gets old for me like it's just like a nice rhythm and i don't know it's hard to explain no you don't have to (laughs) It makes it's me feel feeling. good. It's a feeling, Alex. It's just Alex. a feeling. Yeah. Is, is Mariah Carey's song your yeah. favorite? Oh, absolutely. I don't know why, but I just... I can listen to that song on repeat. All, I don't know why. Like, like, I don't know um, what it is about it. What was the, the number two? Um, I already forgot what it was. Whatever was number two on your list was that one I like more than Mariah Carey, the Mariah Carey one. Last Christmas by Wham. Yes. Last Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I find that one so grating. It's great. It's so it's whiny. That's what it is. It's like it's somebody okay. complaining. I think I heard I a like, cover of it that I like more than the original, but I don't I don't know why, like, but like that one also is very overplayed, but it's yeah. like less the overplaying of it is less annoying to me than the overplaying of the Mariah Carey one for some reason. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Here's maybe something we can both agree on. The worst overplayed Christmas song. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. (laughs) I hate that song. I hate that song. Okay, I agree with you. I get like, I feel like an actual rage if that comes on to like a, I hate. Having a wonderful Christmas time. Because it's that. It's like that in two lines. It's just. For like five minutes. Oh, it's awful. In a similar Okay. Not as bad, but a similar kind of thing that my siblings and I like to laugh at is Christmas time <laughs> is here. Yeah. That song. Also also pretty rough. <laughs> it's just like pretty rough. What is this? 
That's the Peanuts one, right? Yeah, it's a it's a Charlie Brown Peanuts one. Yeah. And like, you know, so many people love Peanuts and stuff, and it's like, yeah, yeah but it's just great, like but it's, that, that song, song is just in a, without the context of the Charlie Brown just on its own is just like, ugh. yeah, it's like move along. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my story that I brought is a list from Wired. And the headline is, it's not all bad. 20 things that made the world a better place in 2020. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. It's just a nice way to kind of I like this is the, end, the, the end of our show, too, yeah. for 2020. <laughs> yeah, because this is technically our last episode of the year. Yep. So um, there were 20 things. I know I just said there were 20 <laughs> things, but I didn't, I'm not going to read all 20 things. I picked 10 of them okay, that okay, I yeah. liked out of 20 the 20. 20 does seem like a lot. It's kind of a lot. Okay, so I'm going to read them in, and I put them into my own order as well. <laughs> <laughs> some uh, so to be, explanations So to be clear, here. it's not all of them, and it's in a different order than yeah. us. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, 10. SpaceX fir- SpaceX's first launch with humans. SpaceX launched a rocket this year with two astronauts br- and brought them to the International Space Station, marking the potential beginning of a new era of private space flight. So that was exciting. I didn't realize that was this year. I'm probably going to say that for, like, everything on this list, though. (laughs) Yeah, everything on this list, we're going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of these, I think we either talked about actively on the podcast, or Mm -hmm. I know that at least one of us read about about it, it, or we've talked about it. Right. But some of them I actually don't remember hearing about. But anyway, number nine, beavers build first dam in England in four centuries. Whoa. Do you know this? I didn't know. Were beavers, like, in danger They were extinct in, in England. Um, huh. at one point and they were recently reintroduced into the wild and they've been like re they humans reintroduced them and they the populations have been growing and now they're like they have built at least one dam somewhere and it was like some oh, it was a special occasion it was like good. yeah 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 so I, I didn't actually didn't know that that happened so yeah I, was like, I didn't oh, either cool. uh, number eight lab grown meat on sale for the first time hey, I know we've talked about lab grown meat yeah and I don't remember if you said this in your story though but that the singapore singapore food agency like the singapore fda mm-hmm. basically has officially approved the commercial sale yep. now right yeah you that did was say that, that was that was the group they were talking about was oh okay, okay. it was like specifically singapore was going to start yep. selling them yep so that was on the list um, <laughs> number seven deep mind solves 50 year old protein folding problem Oh, I did hear about this. I don't think we talked about it. Yeah, I don't think we talked about it either. That uh, So the DeepMind AI has accurately predicted protein shapes from their sequences alone, a tough task that normally requires lengthy, expensive lab equipment. So nice. now we're using AI to solve very difficult science problems, and that's really cool. And it's only gonna, there's only going to be more from here on out. Yep, yep. Number six, there is a baby boom for elephants. <gasps> the... Ambalosi National Park in Kenya has reported that more than 170 calves were born this year as of the end of summer of 2020, oh. including two sets of twins, versus 113 total in the year of uh, 2018. Okay. So, like, by the end of summer, it was already, like, way past yeah. um, a couple years ago. And they also said alongside the uh, elephant baby boom, Kenya, um, the rate of poaching in Kenya has fallen as well this year. I wonder if that's because of the pandemic. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know if that was a bummer. This is supposed no, to be a okay. feel-good list. <laughs> no, I did think about that for a second. Um, I wonder. Because but people can't I don't travel, think... maybe. Yeah, but are are poachers people that like travel 
there to do that? Like, I don't like know big, why I assumed it was people big that game were hunters, like, like, maybe, like maybe. trophy hunting. Oh. Know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know enough about that anyway, issue. That's to too sad. Comment. What's but the next one? It's reduced. <laughs> so that's good. Um, <laughs> number five is uh, people discovered that painting turbine blades. Uh, reduces bird deaths. I, we talked Remember? about this. And it yes. Yeah. I think I brought this story at one point that they, they found out that all they had to do was paint one of the, th- <laughs> of the three rotor blades black mm-hmm. and with the other ones white and then birds would be able to see them much better and not run into them. Yeah. So. Huh. That's good. Yay. Okay, number four. UK record coal-free run top 67 days. So earlier this year, the UK went... 67 days, 22 hours, and 55 minutes without using any coal energy. It was wow. all other energy sources. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Yay. Uh, number three, first new coral reef found in 120 years. Did we talk about this? Because I feel Wasn't like we should the, have. Not the thing that I just okay, talked about. Okay, not the one you just brought. No, that was like a, a global warming... Um, Right. A coral were surviving because of the cool area. water. Yeah. Yes. What this was, is actually like a new was reef. This is the one like near Australia? Mm hmm. Okay. I don't think we talked about it, but I remember seeing the story. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember if we talked. It's so supposedly it's taller than the Empire State Building. Wait, did we talk about this? And it's the first such coral structure to be found in that region, like a new to be found there in 120 years. Like, it's a new area that we didn't realize was there. I, think I, I don't was, remember if we talked I about it. I think I was considering bringing this as a story, and that might be why I'm, like, remembering all these details about it. But I don't think I actually I, did. <laughs> I don't know. It's so hard to remember. Yeah. P- for people listening to this, you have to understand that <laughs> we read a lot of news that we yeah. don't actually bring to the podcast yep. every week. Yeah. And so that causes it then it makes it hard to remember like what did we did i just read this or did we actually talk about (laughs) this on the show it's hard to remember um but anyway now we now we've talked about it uh Uh, number two (laughs) enzymes eat through plastics i know we've talked about this yeah we definitely talked about this so this was specifically pointing to one study on um a process that uses these plastic eating bacterial enzymes to recycle plastic bottles so it's not just like decomposing it but they actually like figure out how to like do a recycling process with with it nice which is awesome yeah and then number one is the world's first mrna vaccine was made in less than a year that's true it was that happened this year and it was made in less than a year and it's the world's first mrna vaccine and i know we talked about that already but yeah so you can listen to that episode but like the science of it is so so fascinating too if you really dig into it like and also it's something that we really is it's something that we've been researching for like 30 plus years, like this concept. And this is just like the first time we've actually gotten to apply it to a real world situation. And it's just, that's so awesome. It's really exciting. It's very exciting. Yay. Yay. Some good things Some happened good this things year. Some good things did happen this year. For a second, I almost forgot about all the bad things. <laughs> we hope some good things also happen to you this year. Yes. All right. That's our show. That's the last show for 2020. 
We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Nick Tech News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News, on Twitter at at News, and on Instagram at News. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.